Hello, and welcome to Point of View, where you give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. In today's episode, host Carlos Sandoval discusses the lack of media literacy surrounding popular television. Be sure to take everything said with a grain of salt. You wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. Disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. Clearly, Walter White is a Sigma male. He's powerful. He's rich. What is there not to like? Plus, he has a big round head. Let's read what the definition of a Sigma male is. According to Urban Dictionary, Sigma male a more internally focused sibling to the alpha male. While the alpha male quantifies himself on his high position in the social hierarchy, a sigma male prefers to forego the social hierarchy and need for external validation altogether and pursue internal strength instead, especially a loner or stray man. Although sigma males may have a close circle of friends and loved ones with whom they share a deep connection, this sigma male is not socially inept, but simply socially disinterested. He prefers solitary activities where he doesn't have to play social politics, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so clearly Walt is a sigma male because he's a loner and he doesn't need external validation. Except that is not true at all, actually, because if you've ever watched Breaking Bad, it's all about him trying to rise up to power. Okay, but Sigma males aren't supposed to care about the social hierarchy or how much power they have or how much money they have. So Walter White is sadly not a Sigma male. This is so sad, but it's okay, guys. He can still be an alpha male, except he's not. Because in the clip you just listened to, he is pretty much just BSing to Skylar. Okay, when he's talking to Skylar, everything he's saying is essentially a lie. And both him and his family are in huge danger. And as he does for the entire rest of the show, he lies to his wife and basically manipulates her. So he is not an alpha male. He is not the danger. He is indeed in danger. So clearly from this, we can deduce that Walter White is not a sigma or an alpha, but he's actually a beta male. But if you look at comments on clips of Walter White on YouTube, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of people talking about how cool he is and how epic he is and how they want to be just like him, okay? One of the comments even says in the I am the danger speech that Skylar got pregnant again just by listening to him talk there. I think you and me can both agree that that sounds just a little bit ridiculous. So why does this happen? Why is Walter White being idolized when we have both just established and agreed that he is a loser and a beta? Doesn't make any sense. So let's try and find out the answer together. In my opinion, I think that this is caused by some potential media illiteracy among the viewers of Breaking Bad. You'll notice that a lot of the comments that are putting him on a pedestal and idolizing him are coming from people who appear to be below the age of 13. Uh-oh, that's not good. They're not supposed to be on social media. But ignoring that, they're also not supposed to be watching a show like Breaking Bad. 
And from the way that they see Walter White, I think it's pretty clear. They don't know how to interpret the media, and they don't know how to interpret the proper meaning that is meant behind it. So the meaning behind Breaking Bad is that any normal person can become horrible, evil, completely unlikable, etc. But the way that they see it is that anyone can start making drugs and become rich and powerful and, you know, you can also become bald and get a goatee. So that sounds pretty good to me, except not really. Anyways, you can see some similar media illiteracy when you look at clips of Saul Goodman from the show Saul Goodman. Just kidding, the show is called Better Call Saul, but I'll play a clip of that for you here. I have no idea what's going on. You're a teensy tiny man in a teensy weensy little bubble. Oh, don't you Oh, Jimmy, me. You look down on me, you pity me. Walk away, that's right, Howard. You know why I didn't take the job? Because it's too small. I don't care about it. It's nothing to me. It's a bacterium. I travel in worlds you can't even imagine. You can't conceive of what I'm capable of. I'm so far beyond you. I'm like a god in human clothing. Lightning bolts shoot from my fingertips. Saul Goodman is the most mentally sane man in all of Ohio. But on a more serious note, this scene is Saul Goodman's I am the danger scene. It's meant to show exactly how mentally deranged both of the characters have become. But just like the I am the danger scene, it's been completely misinterpreted by some people. If you go on YouTube and search for this scene, you'll find plenty of edits giving Saul lightning eyes when he says thunder and playing Sigma music over it and etc etc. This is supposed to be both Walt and Saul's moment of wow this guy is completely insane but yet people are like wow this guy is super masculine this guy is epic I want to be like this guy. So why does this happen? Why do people idolize these characters that are just completely the opposite of what role models should be? So the answer that we've all been looking for, I actually found through many, many years and years of research, researching these individuals who want to be like Walter White and Saul Goodman. So I think the reason is, is because they are relatable characters due to the way that they want to take revenge on the society that surrounds them. Walter White being a 50-year-old chemistry teacher who was once going to be a billionaire later on in life, he feels that society has sort of wronged him and that he deserves more than what he has, which is what encourages him to do what he does in the show and go on to be this ruthless drug lord, right? Saul Goodman feels shunned by his family and he feels shunned by his brother and just people in general around him that see him as not good enough because of his sort of unconventional way of getting things done, right? So because of this, he feels anger towards everyone around him, right? And he has a need to sort of take revenge and also prove to everyone that he is better than they think he is, right? So both of these characters sort of represent the struggles that a lot of young men go through, especially in their teenage years, you know, like, tell me you don't know a, a teenage guy that feels rejected by everyone around him, that maybe 
isn't very good with women, etc. You know exactly the guy I'm talking about. So these people, they can sort of become attached to these characters because they uh, relate to their struggles, you know? And that's why that despite the fact that they're pretty horrible people and they appear to be some sort of insane, they are still idolized by thousands of people. There are a lot more characters than just Walter White and Saul Goodman who are treated this way. One example I can give you is Tyler Durden from Fight Club. If you have watched Fight Club, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have not watched Fight Club, the first rule of Fight Club is that I cannot talk about Fight Club. So go watch the movie if you haven't already. Another example is Joker from the Joker uh, 2019. This guy, uh, I mean, he's exactly what I just described. He's been shunned by society around him. He has no friends. His mom is dying. He's struggling financially. He has every reason to think that the society around him has failed him and has left him behind. So after he commits the murders that he feels literally no remorse for, he sort of gets these followers that are very comparable to the people I was just talking about who idolize these types of characters. They agree with him and they become his followers and they start riding around the whole city, right? So clearly this is evidence that if you like Walter White, you will start a riot. I mean, it's just true. You will. It's actually exactly like how if you play a violent video game, you will be a violent person and commit acts of violence. I mean, we all know that that's just how it is. Did you know that there is actually a person in Alabama named Walter White who was a meth cook? Yeah, bet you didn't know that, and it was caused by the show. That is why we should not make any more shows that have villains that are sympathetic and can potentially be idolized by the viewers. This is just like how video games cause violence. Thanks for watching. Okay guys, in all seriousness, the Walter White meth cook in Alabama is actually a complete coincidence, so don't worry about that. But there have been real-life incidences of people being inspired by the show to cook and sell meth, and they even dye it blue to match the show. There have also been real-life fight clubs that have started as a result of the movie Fight Club. So given that this stuff happens and is inspired by the movies and shows that depict them in the first place, is it okay to still have these shows exist? Is it okay to have shows where the villain is the main character and so is then more easy to sympathize with, more easy to emulate, etc.? In my opinion, yes, because the things that cause people to sympathize with these characters and the things that cause them to go on and then repeat these actions in the real world, those aren't the show's fault. Those things were likely going to happen even if the show didn't exist. So preventing art for the sake 
of trying to prevent crimes that may hypothetically happen just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because in the end, it's a work of fiction, right? No one is actually being hurt by these movies. There are no real-world victims out there that have to relive their trauma watching these shows. However, this sort of becomes different when you start depicting real-world events. I'm sure all of you by now have heard of uh, the Dahmer show on Netflix. Now, unlike someone like Walter White, who is fictional and is not real and did not actually kill people, Jeffrey Dahmer is not a fictional person, and he really did murder, I think, exactly 15 people. So then, given that this person is an actual real-life monster, why does the show employ some of the same techniques that Joker uses to get you attached to its character, and then they're using the same techniques to get you attached to Jeffrey Dahmer, okay? Many of them are not even historically accurate. They're literally, the studio took artistic liberties to make Jeffrey Dahmer more likable and more human. If you want an example, just go on Google, YouTube, something like that, and search Dahmer dance, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. This dance is completely fictional and literally only serves to be there to get you attached to Dahmer and make him make you feel as if he is more human than he is, right? That's the only reason that scene is there. So whereas characters like Walter White, it's okay to get an audience attached to them for the sake of telling a story, fabricating elements of a historical nonfiction story in order to get the audience more attached to someone who literally murdered 15 people is a lot more harmful than the than the story that Breaking Bad tells. When Breaking Bad as a story is told, you're not harming the families of the victims that actually existed. And mind you, the creators of the Dahmer show actually sent letters to the victims' families asking for their permission before making the show, right? You know, they they wanted their input, etc. Not a single one responded, so they took it to mean that they can go forward with the show. Guys, remember, silence equals consent. Anyways, that was a little bit of a tangent I went off on, but all of this is to say that Walter White good Jeffrey Dahmer show bad. Thanks for watching. This concludes the special episode. Thank you so much for listening. For transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. That was your host, Carlos Sandoval, and this has been Point of View.